Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. I gotta say heads up to the people in Minnesota right now that are watching because coming up in tonight's Final View, in my opinion, some absolutely just shocking truth about both of your U.S. Senators that voted, I think it was yesterday, not, let me say this again, not to protect a live born baby. It is stunning stuff. I'll explain in tonight's Final View. Plus, coming up, a follow-up from last night on UND President Mark Kennedy. He had his mid-year review. Took place earlier today. We'll tell you what happened there. I want to start tonight, though, with what you and your family must be keeping your eye on in the second half of North Dakota's legislative session because right now the North Dakota legislature is on what I call their all-star break. <laughs> they take a couple days off. It's more formally known as crossover, their crossover break. It's where the bills, and I think, I hope I get this right. We've got a couple guests that can correct me if I botch this, but I think it's where the bills from the House, they go to the Senate, the Senate bills, you know, go to the House and they sort of debate them and they either become bills or get killed or whatnot. But we want to talk about that as have a great conversation with the Senate Minority Leader Democrat Joan Heckman. She's joining us live from Bismarck and also the GOP House Majority Caucus Leader Shannon Roars Jones. So to both of you, you can show Joan that she's up there as well. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, so Shannon, we'll start with you. First off, did I get that right about crossover? Yes, you did. Okay. Crossover is exactly that. It's when we finish our House bills in the House and they uh, pass over to the Senate. Anything that is passed in the House crosses over to the Senate and vice versa. And I want to start with this with both of you. We'll start with you, Shannon. So what have been that like from your constituents or from people all across the state, what have been the hot topics that you've been hearing the most about? You know, it's probably some of the things that you're talking about here. It's different options for spending the legacy funds, anything from the Prairie Dog Bill to uh, tax reform. Uh, there are things related to hunting land, posting of hunting lands, and uh, uh, a lot of different things as far, uh, there's a lot of concern about the salary increases. If we're going to see salary increases among state employees, uh, teachers, all of those folks. We'll talk about that later in the show okay. as well. Senator Heckman, for you, what have been the hot topics you've been hearing from your constituents or just people across the state? Well, I think those are some that uh, Representative Roars Jones presented. Um, you know, I think uh, our, our big budget bills will be hot topics as we come forward because uh, those are ones that affect everyone, whether it's a human service budget or, or the education funding bill that we have. Those are, those are issues that everyone uh, connects with everyone. And so um, the highway uh, DOT budget, um, those are some things. But I think uh, Representative Jones uh, hit a, a few things on the head there that we've uh, heard a lot about. Representative Jones, you mentioned this hunting bill. It did pass the Senate. Seems like there's been a few amendments to it. What are you hearing about in the House? Does it pass in the House? And if so, how is it going to get through the House? You know, I think we need to have the debate on it. It's going to get another hearing in the House. That's the next step for it. And then there will be potential amendments that come from the committee. I'm looking forward to hearing that. It should come through my committee, which will be Energy and Natural Resources. I think, um, I guess it is possible that it goes through agriculture. Um, but it, I've heard from a lot of people, you know, there's, there's a real kind of split opinions. There's the landowners who typically live out west who want to have the right to close their land and only give permission to people who are hunting. And then there's the people who are generally non-landowner sportsmen uh, who want, want access. They want to have access and, and don't want to have to go through the hoops of tracking down landowners and asking for permission. That's always kind of an uncomfortable uh, step for people who want to try and get access to hunt on people's land. And so I think the the compromise that we have with the bill right now, it's a, um, it's 
a closed system where you can create uh, online whether your property and they can go online and say this land is closed this land is open if you ask permission or this land is open go hunt and I think it's a good compromise I'm excited to listen to the testimony and, and see you know what comes out of this so basically the I would house go session. online go okay this person has open land I know I'm safe there this person's closed I can't go on there if I go on there I could be charged with trespassing correct exactly all right that seems fairly fair Senator Heckman I want to um, um, find out from you what what you think are the most important items or bills that people should be following in the second part of the session well, we have um, the ethics measures for sure, um, both the House and the Senate version. We will uh, be hearing those next week, I understand, um, the crossover with those. Um, those will bring a lot of public debate in. Um, they did when they were first heard um, and a lot of uh, issues coming forward. But we have a lot of other bills. You know, the behavioral health bills that were moved in to the human service budget that's going over to the House are going to be uh, a huge benefit to the state of North Dakota. and they they provide benefits to a lot of stakeholders who have been following them and coming in for testimony. Education, of course, we're going to have the higher edu education governance bill. Um, that's um, a Senate current re resolution tomorrow. Um, that's going to be coming forward. Senator Wardner and I and Senator Beckadall in the Senate are supporting that along with a bipartisan group from the House. We will be introducing that tomorrow in Senate education. Um, that's a, bill, a big bill. We've uh, gone around and around with that uh, in the task force. So those are some things coming up. You know, we've had some taxation bills that I think uh, make a lot of difference to the state of North Dakota in funding. We've had a lot of uh, bills that, that have to do with uh, licensing. Whether you're licensing uh, through a state board or however you're getting licensed in the state of North Dakota, we're trying to make it more efficient and effective, um, especially if you're coming from out of state, coming in, if you're a military family, or if you're just a, a family that's resettling into the state of North Dakota. Those are important issues for our workforce development. Senator Heckman, you mentioned higher ed. Do you think we end up with this two-board situation in higher ed? Does it stay as a single board? What's your best guess? Well, tomorrow the measure that we're bringing in is a one board uh, resolution. That resolution will expand uh, the number of members on the board. Um, it will change the terms from two four-year terms to one six-year term, but you could have two six-year terms not serve consecutively. Um, it will add the student as a voting member. Um, those are some of the big provisions in that. Um, and the reason that we're doing that is because um, it's the least amount of change um, that can maybe make a, an effective change. We hear that the board members have too much work to do and it's challenging for them to, to get where they need to be. So um, this would basically add three members to the board and we're looking forward to having that discussion tomorrow. One thing, that, go ahead. Well, I, Are you a proponent of this? Well, if I can just clarify one thing that you may not have, have followed along the process. Both Joan and I served on the Governor's Task Force on Higher Education. And so the original bill that was for the three board system and then was amended to the two board system came through the House. And that was a bill that I sponsored as a member of the task force. That bill was defeated in the House. And so we don't have a statutory change coming forward. We have a new um, uh, resolution mm -hmm. that's coming through the Senate that the, is what Joan is talking about that modifies the current structure but doesn't create that new two board or three board structure. Can you see yourself signing off on something like that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's reasonable. I think it's a good first step. We'll obviously have to see how it comes through the Senate if they make any changes to it. But I think it's, I, I, I don't think it creates as much effect as the change that we were looking at with the new 
um, separate board system where we have separate boards for the research universities and separate boards for the regional and two-year schools. I think that is a better option, my opinion, uh, that we would push that decision-making back down to the local level. But I think any change is, you I'm know, is an improvement. Both your takes on this, since you, I was going to table this for a little bit later in this conversation, but we're in higher ed, let's go there. So. Um, there's a lot of conversation right now with what's happened with UND President Mark Kennedy uh, with a chief of staff and paying X amount of money going out of Texas. He hired a buddy out of Boston, a lot of money there. And what I'm hearing from some legislators, and, and Shannon, I'm going to start with you, is that because of the way they're seeing that he's maybe not being as judicious as he could with the finances, that the $45 million in research may be at stake for UND or higher ed. Are you having an issue with the way UND President Kennedy is moving some of this money around from hiring and does it give you pause on the research funding? You know, I, I do have a problem with the way that, that he is choosing to hire people who are not here in North Dakota and are not tied to, you know, tied to the state, tied to the university as closely as they should be. I'm not sure if I'm going to take that leap and say that we should cut the, the funding for research. I think we just need to have better oversight of of those hiring processes and and I think it's a it's good what we have um, that we have people who are looking out for those things but you, but to take to take the issues that they have with hiring of personnel and say we're gonna penalize the research side of things because of those poor choices I can't make that leap but I think in Senator Heckman I didn't want to make this all about higher ed tonight but since we're here let's go here she's saying hey look Chris I think that I do have a problem with these hiring practices maybe we need to change that but that's exactly what this board and this is why I think everyone's like why do we have this board? What are they doing? The board said today, Kathy Nesset, uh, Don Morton, going, hey, this is a local issue. I don't know if I should be getting involved in how these people are hiring people for their university. So one, you, Senator Heckman, do you have an issue with the way uh, President Kennedy is doing some of these hiring practices and your take on then the board sort of punting and going, well, that, that's not my issue? Well, I think we're focused on one hiring issue here. We're not focused on the other hundreds of people that he hires um, over the year. Um, I'm not sh certain that this will have any effect on the research dollars. It shouldn't in my mind. But, you know, this, this points to the issue of the board having uh, enough um, staff um, and uh, enough time to address these issues with the president. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't see that this is going to affect um, anything with the research dollars, but I think that there could be closer um, um, oversight over some of this if you had more, more board members. All right, for time's sake, uh, to both of you, we can kind of do a little bit of sort of rapid fire stuff here. We'll kind of bounce back mm -hmm. and forth. Senator Heckman, we'll start with you. Uh, I know the money was removed for the Teddy Roosevelt Library in the House. Does the Senate put it back in, and does it eventually pass for $50 million for this library? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, I was up at the uh, Capitol all day today and visited with a few people around. Um, there's um, a concern that the amount of dollars could be used um, in better ways than putting it into the library right now. I know there's support for the issue of the library, and, and I support the issue itself. But I don't know that right now that we have that $50 million to put in there. There's some other options of how to get that $50 million. It doesn't have to be all at once. It can be contingent on something else. I know the House doesn't like contingencies. But those are just some options that we have. So we'll wait till the forecast comes out um, in a couple of weeks and see how uh, Moody's and IHS market see the upcoming two years in our 
third biennium and see what those uh, revenues look like. Senator Heckman, one more question for you. So Governor Bergen was in Washington, D.C. 42 out of 50 governors say, hey, the number one issue is workforce. You look at four of the eight fastest growing states right now, they've got no income tax. The House passed no income tax using legacy fund earnings pretty handily. Does that pass the Senate saying, yes, we want to support no income tax in North Dakota using legacy fund earnings? Well, right now, um, I don't I don't know that would pass right now uh, handily. Um, I think we have to look at that in the context of other tax bills that we have out there and other issues. You know, the people of North Dakota spoke um, in the past on a measure, and they said that they do not mind paying the, the low uh, rate of income tax that we have in North Dakota. Um, and so we have to remember that, that there was a measure passed by the people of North Dakota when we go forward. Also, there's a lot of other opportunities for the interest from the legacy fund, and the interest is meant to go into the general fund. That's where it's meant to go, uh, to take care of uh, the issues that we have. We have a number of issues across the state of North Dakota that need funding, and we're going to have to look at that carefully as it goes forward. So as far as speaking for the rest of the Senate, I have one vote. <laughs> <laughs> well played. That was very well done. Two questions for you quickly. Yes. Uh, if we don't get rid of the income tax, what else is the state going to do to recruit workforce? Oh, I think the state is doing a lot of things right now to recruit workforce. One of the things that Joan talked about, um, we had a, a whole... Um, workforce Development Council presentation that came out last fall and I, I, I'm trying to remember the number of points that they had. I think it was maybe 23 or 25 points that were in there but a lot of those are being implemented in the way of legislation right now talking about um, increasing access to career and tech ed, talking about some different tuition waiver ideas, um, rec reducing barriers for licensing so that people when they come into the state of North Dakota it's not as difficult for them to transfer licenses from out of states. We also passed out of the house a um, military retirement tax break so that people um, who are in the military actually we tried two different <laughs> two different tracks we tried for active duty and retiree pay um, that was See, that was a bill that I had that got just, defeated just for time's sake I hear all that yeah. I go, okay we're piecemealing this and yet just get rid of the income tax that's what's working for states but last question for you one of the things yes. that's not getting a lot of conversation I think it's gonna be important for something to watch if you can quickly because of time this prairie dog bill what is it does it have some legs? You know, the Prairie Dog Bill is difficult to explain in a short <laughs> amount of time. Sorry but about that. Ge generally, <laughs> it, is, um, it is using funds from the oil revenue, and we've had distributions to what are considered the hub cities, kind of the core of the oil uh, development areas in the past. This takes the oil money and distributes it to the rest of the state as well. So it's taking um, money and distributing it to all of the cities and townships based on kind of their population, those sorts of things. And then there's also some money that flows in for airport development. If, uh, we Thank can. you for that quick, because the other thing I want to ask you guys <laughs> when we just run out of time is, is there going to be this $300 million for the diversion as well. So Representative Shannon Roars jones we appreciate it. Senate Minority Leader Joan Heckman, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Good luck in the second half. I know we'll talk to you both again soon, okay? Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, all right, I mentioned earlier here with uh, both of our special guests about the situation with UND President Mark Kennedy. He did have his mid-year review today. Remember last night we touched on this where uh, he hired a chief of staff. He was going to pay him 114 grand a year and then 25 grand uh, that you and I, you and I got to pay for this person to bounce back and forth between Texas and North Dakota. 
that is no longer going to be a permanent situation. They've now made that temporary, which is some good news. But I bring it up in the context where I want to share with you what uh, Chancellor Mark Hagerot said in the mid-year review for President Mark Kennedy. If we can bring this up, please. And I'm quoting here, but in the very last paragraph, he says, in summary, I am impressed. Now, keep in mind, a lot of money for chief of staff. He hired another guy for like 17 grand a month. And Chancellor Hagerot today, in summary, I am impressed by your cost-cutting and day-to-day management of the campus enterprise. To be fair, I did speak with uh, former interim UND President Ed Schaefer this morning. He said, hey, Chris, to be honest with you, the guy's made some great cuts up there. He's running a pretty good ship. We just need to work on some personality issues, maybe with some of the donors and things of that nature. So we will obviously keep you abreast of this scenario, sees what uh, happens with UND President Mark Kennedy.